right guys, this is the first episode of Design Lab or Design Lab Chicago. Um, I'm super excited to post this. Uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while and I am really happy with how this conversation went. Um, I'm hoping you guys enjoy this podcast and enjoy this series in general. Basically, it's going to be highlighting the different creatives in Chicago and what they're currently working on and how they're impacting their community. And um, hopefully if this goes well, it'll branch out to different areas. But right now I just want to focus on people that are in Chicago or that uh, studied in Chicago and are doing great things. I definitely recommend checking out the links uh, in the description for each episode because it will direct you to all of the content related to the conversation. Although this is a podcast, I feel like the stuff that we talk about is very visual. And so if you have the opportunity to check out those links, it'll make the listening experience a lot easier since you'll be able to follow along and get a better sense of what we're talking about and the particular pieces that we're going over. So the person that we're interviewing today is Larry Choino, and he is an artist based in Chicago. Uh, although he works in a ton of different creative mediums, we're going to be going over some of his object designs, as well as some furniture pieces that he did in a collaboration. What I love about his work is that he takes his culture and other influences into his design and makes something that would typically be ordinary into an extraordinary thing. Uh, and we go over basically how the everyday object can always be rethought into something completely new. We're also going to discuss his influence from Nike as well as other mentors that are working in the industry and that are doing amazing things as well. Um, and how that influences his work and how he thinks and processes uh, each piece that he makes. Overall, I'm just super excited to hear what he has to say and I hope you guys are as well. So without further ado, let's get on to this first episode. I can hear you, how are you? Awesome, good man, how are you? Doing <laughs> great bro, and you? I really appreciate you uh, having this conversation with me. I've been waiting a long time to start this, so I'm excited to have you as my first episode. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. So um, basically, from the uh, doc that I sent you, just to kind of highlight what I want to talk about, I really want to learn more about you and your work uh, yeah. rather than talking about topics. Like, that'll be at the end of the podcast, but... Uh, I mainly want to highlight the stuff that you're currently working on and kind of focus on like what brought you to what you're doing today. Okay. Uh, so firstly, my name is Larry, Larry Choinu. Um, I originally from Benin, West Africa, uh, where I live until, was born there, lived there until 16 years old. Moved from there in 2014 to France, where I live with my father. And uh, now I'm living in Chicago since 2018. And uh, when, I, when so I'm studying architecture, and when I got in here, like I saw that crazy art design scene of the city, and I just wanted to be part of it in a way. But like, uh, beside my architecture classes, I was trying to find something that I can do beside the class, because at the end of the day, in class, you, you learn a bunch of stuff, but the thing is, nobody really teaches you how to talk to engineers. Well, like when you finish design your building, how do you talk to an engineer, for example, say, okay, I want this to be get done. 
Like, how do you talk to other people? I want to, this to be done, you know? Nobody teaches mm -hmm. at school. And uh, I wanted to do something on the side that will help me to understand that. So yeah. I finally, one day I've been in a show. So the show, the name of the show was, it was a show of Benjamin Dar, the object company. Yeah. And uh, he was exhibiting his uh, hangers in collaboration with Adidas. So, and the title of the show was Reimagine the Family. Reimagine daily objects. So there I saw someone designing hangers and exhibiting them. And that to me was mind blowing. How can you redesign a hanger? You know, yeah. it's so crazy. How, how is that possible? Yeah. And uh, that, that first thing was already something that was there. It doesn't need to be a car. It doesn't need to be something crazy. It can be just mm -hmm. daily life object. And um, after that, few months after, the Virgil show in Chicago came in mm -hmm. and uh, the actual, uh, the actual prompt. The, so for the MC Chicago show, they did a contest for young designers of the city. Yeah. And the actual thing was that uh, they did a small contest and the prompt was reimagine a daily object that you you, you take something boring and you made it you you, you make it amazing so that was the yeah. prompt and that was the second point that brought me where i am today because firstly i saw those hangers i never knew what i can do and at me participating to that contest after a few months after with almost the same prompt like it doesn't need to be crazy so take something in your daily life and change it out so that day it was my first first project uh, one of the first one i reimagined a matchbox which is mm -hmm. something stupid you know a matchbox so every project i do every day it just is that prompt coming again reimagine something in your daily life so my house and my my daily routine is my laboratory. Like that that really what what I think that's my lab. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I uh yeah because when I first saw your work, I think it was funny how we met actually because I think I yeah uh, we met through Nike right. We yeah we met through Nike and it was like uh because I I would go to the Nike lab events just for fun. I actually I saw your post on a promoted Instagram post and we yeah. just started talking there and I was just like really interested in your work. Mm -hmm. um and it's crazy just like how all of the influences that you had as a child and kind of coming here to Chicago helped influence uh, the stuff that you create today and um I think I know what you're talking about with that um uh Benjamin Edgar was that the, uh, in the West Loop like that Adidas pop-up event by any chance yeah it was that you, you were there yeah yeah oh, yeah I got the t I have the t-shirt from that it was uh, oh same same like oh like, really yeah I remember I already remember like you say free t-shirt first come first set yeah yeah that's and the only reason I why was, I went to be honest <laughs> and that day I was with friends so I, I had a friend he, he was an artist having a show in the school here yeah and uh we were putting the show together and like we passed the day painting panels to make, you know, the board for the show. I said, bro, they have free t-shirt out there. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go to see that, you know, a couple of t-shirts and yeah. I've been there. It was something else. And like, it was a moment that like, whoa, that changed me. And um, 
that that's what everything is and each object really each reflection it's uh that exact prompt like for example i can give you a small example the door stopper for example uh, i just realized that when i come home uh, and i have my groceries in my hands and i open the door there's nothing keeping the door open while i put the grocery inside so that's the kind of stuff that happens to everybody mm-hmm. everybody can see itself in that but like how to solve that problem so you make a door stopper Okay, but which kind of door stopper? That's the second phase. You want to make a door stopper. Okay, which door stopper? What is the story? Because at the end of the day, what I really believe in truly is that the door stopper is just a piece of wood. But mm-hmm. when you attach a great story to it, it just elevates its value. It's not yeah. even in the side of price, but it just elevates its value in the sense of the people who are seeing it. So exactly. take the, I just record the sound of the door slamming and like take that shape and generate the door stopper with it. So the story makes it more interesting Yeah. for, for everything. And I, I just try not to do daily object to do daily object, but like make them having a real feeling, a real sense. Yeah. Yeah, and that's super important because like, I mean, when I was looking at your tape dispenser and the store stoppers, there's just so many products that are existing today that have been created in the same uh, aesthetic, the same style for like the past decades, you know? Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing original about them. And Mm -hmm. it's nice to see like stuff like this where, yeah, even though if it's not like, uh, you know, monetary value increase, it's like, it's something interesting to look at and to, you know, have that like commentary behind that product rather than yeah. just like this physical object. Yeah, and it's also uh, some stuff that I, I learned from mentors and all of that is that uh, one of my mentors, Jew working on projects, like has that amazing quote that shaped me, that shaped me, it's like, is it too late for new ideas? Mm-hmm. Like. Is it the fact that if a, a tape dispenser exists already, do you want to like, okay, okay, that one exists, so I don't want to do another one. No, you, you have to come to the table with new ideas all the time. And um, that, that's what the daily challenge is like, okay, this, this exists, but we can make it slightly better, you know, a little bit yeah. better. Even if we make it non-functional, it's, it's already something. It's already a new idea to the table, you know? Yeah. And that's where the, this, uh, one of the part of the fight is to me every day. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I was also, I think my favorite piece out of all of the stuff you posted in your Instagram is the, um, or the oh, hand yeah. flower set. I was just like, oh my gosh, I love the design of that. <laughs> it's like, you got to send me uh, pictures for this because I definitely want to post it onto my social media platforms. Like, it's okay, just no so... Problem clean so, and angular yeah explain that the the idea for the flat were set uh so started a year ago i was like okay i i i just woke up and i just like okay can we reimagine those pieces and the idea involved so much from 
the first design was not that it was something way more compli complicated and mm -hmm. I thought, okay how can i create a flower set that relate to my story and what i what, what i lived or lived in and i found that in being in west africa where i come from people still eating with their with their hands mm -hmm. and um I say, okay, we're gonna do a flatware that takes inspiration from the anatomy of the hands, and that that is what what's come through. So each part of the of the of the set take inspiration from like the phalanges mm -hmm. and uh, those part of the hands and the palm, etc. And that what generate the shape. And after the materiality, it was aluminium. Mm -hmm. So which kind kind of like transfer heats really well. So by eating, you can almost feel how hot your 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 food is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's almost transfer the feeling of eating by hand directly through the, yeah. Yeah, the cultural set. So um, I've been showing that uh, when I was developing it, showing that some friends say, okay, this is very cool, but you should, you should send it out. You, sh you should polish it. It would be way more beautiful sending to polishing to a way more beautiful. So also sometimes the in the process, uh, I sometimes ask feedbacks, some friends that I know say, hey, what do you think about this? And say, oh, this is cool, but you should make this better. Mm -hmm. and like it can be a feedback coming from James that I did point of sale with or mm -hmm. Noel Branson or Bennett Gar or a bunch of other people that are, that like I really trust the work, and um, that's people that like shape my my way of thinking and always get the feedbacks on some stuff. It's already welcome and good, yeah. Yeah, because like uh, coming as like uh, a Filipino, like we eat with our hands too, and yeah. it's like crazy. I feel like it's more intimate to eat with your hands than to eat with yeah. like these giant metal things. And so to yeah. create something that merges those cultures together is really fascinating. I got, I got so many feedback from people from some countries where people still eating by hands. And like, yeah, yeah. someone tell me, hey, I'm from India. We still eat by hand out there. And I feel myself into it. Someone like from another country of Africa tell me that. I also have a friend coming from Philippines who told me that too. I yeah, said, okay, yeah. uh, it was something that was so personal. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, so many people can see themselves into it. So you can join the universal by doing some stuff pretty unique. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you don't need to be general all the time because when you do general things all the time, first it's boring. Mm -hmm. that's what i'm fighting against all the time first is boring but you can place your own personality on something and the thing be so deep that it just relate to you but at the end of the day we are linked so someone can see itself into it himself yeah. into it. so it's like if one if you do an object pretty unique to yourself and at least one person will two or three in the world think itself into it it's already mm -hmm. winning it's already a win you 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 won already you don't really need more no yeah because that's like that's kind of the business part of product design it's like you want to create something that is applicable to a large demographic and like 
all the things that we created is still usable products that millions of people use every single day, but just being able to have like that upper step against other boring, you know, yeah. product designs is like really important. Yeah. Well, for example, for example, I, I just, I just don't feel that I am in the, like doing the commercial shits now. Yeah, like yeah. The binary things. I don't, I don't just feel that yet. I'm just, I'm just having fun by doing what I want to do and I feel good there, you know? Like, uh, it, it, that's that's what just makes the work unique and more interesting and drives more people to it. It's it just like, it's it's not general. It, it's just unique and, and has his own identity linked to someone. And, and that's like... An object with that identity is nothing, you know? So making generic is, is a bit boring, yeah. I think that would be like uh, the one thing that might be problematic is like if you were to example, have a collaboration with like Ikea or like um, Crate and Barrel, like, you know, like a lot of those like uh, areas that have like houseware products, if mm-hmm. it becomes like commercialized and just millions of them are created like does it lose that unique value or does it lose that intimate value so that that obviously you know is a question to come down the line but but i think also like working with those companies you you can you can convince them by saying okay uh this is what you guys used to do Mm -hmm. but this is what we are bringing to the table and uh, this is what you're gonna bring. And I think by having a deep conversation with them, you can make things change. For example, the point of sale pieces, I can see them being a IKEA collaboration because like they're not they're good, you know, and they they the shapes are pretty different, but why can they be there too? You know, they they deserve to be there too, you know. That it doesn't need to be a box to be out there. It can be something else and be and be there too, you know, and be in the landscape, you know. I uh, no, yeah. I, my favorite piece from that collection is the table. Like it was funny. I was showing all of my friends, even people that aren't even artists. They're like, dude, I want that table, and I'm like, all yeah. right, man, just check it out on the site. And like, you guys have it reasonably priced compared to other artists that I've seen mm-hmm. like make work. It's like up in the thousands. The furniture set, James, so start with this idea. So Mm -hmm. James and I met through the recreation center. Yeah, yeah. It was organized by uh, uh, Virgil Abloh and Nike last summer. Uh, And uh, what they did that they select us, uh, 10 others, like nine others created me and to be part of that program. And I met James out there and the, he made he made a chair for his final project and i made mm-hmm. a chair too so i said okay bro there is a link out there like we we, we should do something together and yeah. we're just like sending test messages to each other hey this is a good idea this is good this is not good we should do this way until that amazing test which which by the way we made a zine about that and all the stories in the zine and he was saying we should do something that floats and so okay what can it be a sailboat okay what what if we take this shape etc so sending us messages drawings 
back and forth and we we made that happen in in a year and uh, the 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 most important things that i like actually with my collaboration with friends is that i don't want collabs to be just like we collaborate one time and it's done mm-hmm. i just want to create a whole system with them on the long term so the idea with point of sale will be seasonal approach of furniture for a house so every season going to be something coming it's not just like one collection is done we we, we made it you know each time so with them with friends and collaborators with each of them i try to create a system where we study something fully mm-hmm. on the long term so with noel Branson, you have the the actual uh we're trying to reimagine stationary so desk like desk objects so office supplies so we had a pen holder we had a a tape dispenser all the mm-hmm. stuff coming with james also the furniture pieces the table the lamp the chair yeah. and more stuff coming in so it's like uh and with my friend josh making mm-hmm. some pretty boxy uh, clear furniture for house so it's like creating and developing something unique with mm-hmm. each of them and at the end it's like you create some words just just that by doing that it's not just yeah. one collab another one another one another. yeah that's you know, awesome different things yeah yeah. it's yeah it's crazy because like uh, I've, I've had a lot of friends in the past that i've worked with and it's only been like on single projects like that because in my head i'm thinking oh like that's enough for me and it, i never thought to like think of building a, a relationship like that where we could like evolve from one thing and kind of like morph it into different projects or even create yeah. something completely new yeah i was looking at your tape dispenser and your um pen holder so do you think the pandemic and just being stuck at home has influenced the way that you design things? And do you think it's more revolved around indoors now or? So uh, I can tell you that that influenced me a lot because there are some stuff I will not really do without the, it's not, the pandemic itself is not positive at all. Yeah. Because there are some people dying, but there are some stuff that I, I was able to do with friends, collaborators, and all of that, that I would never do if there were not a pandemic. For example, uh, for example, the zine that we made, you need, you need a lot of, um, you need to be pretty, uh, you need a lot of silence to write something from one to zero. And the, the, just the fact of being pandemic, everybody at home, you refocus on yourself, bring the opportunity and the silence enough to make that zine for point of sale. If it was normal, if we were in the normal, we would never do it because we won't have time. Yeah, uh, everybody yeah. will do stuff, so we, we won't do it. And um, also, the pandemic also brought some frustration at some point because sometimes there are some stuff that you want to prototype and that you cannot because the places where you use to prototype are closed. So that pushes you, okay, if I cannot prototype anymore because 
there's places are closed. So I have to buy the tools that they had there that I'm used to use. So like routing some machine to prototyping, 3D, 3D printer, all of that. So without the pandemic, I would not be able to buy that because there, those those stuff are where I used to prototype. So I would never buy them, you know? So it's also just globally, at the beginning it was pretty hard to think a new pace but now I'm trying to find a new way to approach things and um, I'm, I'm getting used to it trying to find my way inside yeah because I, I, yeah, I definitely when it first started I like lost all motivation to create anything Same. because uh there's yeah there's that emotional roller coaster that you go on where it's like okay like what's the what's the point of even doing all of this if I can't you know distribute it out to my friends or family or, or to people that appreciate this kind of stuff like why am I even creating something and yeah. then it's been like almost a year now and I feel like we've all kind of evolved from you know being completely like working with tangible objects and being like immersed with like other people to just doing stuff like this on zoom or just on phone calls. Like, I feel like, yeah, like with free time, like before, like I had no time to talk to anybody or to do anything. And now it's like, I'm like trying to initiate stuff like this where it's like, now's the time to initiate projects and to make as much as you can, because eventually the vaccine will come out and then things are going to slowly start going back to the way that they used to be. So I just, I just remember, uh, I was talking to a friend like, the other day. It's like, I just remember the last day of school, like when everything shut down, it was like, mm -hmm. just remember saying some friend, hey, okay, see you next week. We'll be at home a week and we'll be right back. And like yeah. everything shut down. I just, I just dropped that uh, Friday 13th. I just dropped the, the second colorway of my cassette wallet. That oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, to me, everything shut down. I was like, okay, it's, I just feel like the year is done for me because I, the place where I produce things is closed. Uh, the place where I fabricate things is closed. Everything is closed. So I won't be able to drop anything until the end of the year or until next year. So that was in March. But like, I got very bored mm -hmm. some stuff. And uh, being very bored, brought some new ideas and mm -hmm. uh, found new way to do them, to make them happen. And uh, just wanted to come back also to what you were saying about the fact of the price of those pieces of the furniture. Yeah, yeah. We really think that it, it doesn't, it doesn't really need to be 2K, $2,000 to be yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I just think like in the common, in the common, the head of everybody, if it's expensive, mean it's good. It's not that. It yeah. doesn't mean always to be expensive to be good. It, it can be can be cheap, cheap, and be affordable, and uh, be good too. You know. So yeah. and also we want. We really want our friends to own our stuff in the room. Mm -hmm. So like, and yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why it has to be affordable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, as much as I appreciate, you know, artists that make like, um, 
uh, Takashi Murakami, like his pieces that he did, I think with the MCA too, like when he had his show there, it was like, I think a thousand dollars for a pillow. And I was like, listen, dude, I love your work, but I like, I don't have that kind of money. And at the same time, obviously there are people that have that, but yeah, it's like when you price something at that high of a price point, it's like, people are only going to buy it, you know, just to boast about, oh, like this is like, a really expensive piece and therefore it like makes the art better which like what you said it doesn't like it depends on how you've designed the piece the materials if anything I feel like the materials are the biggest factor when it comes to like pricing stuff because your labor and your art can you can that's all just up in the air like you can price that at whatever you want to yeah 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 I uh no I think my favorite piece is the tape dispenser the table from your point of sale piece and then the uh pencil piece like I just like I I love like it almost looks like you're bringing like buildings into like smaller sized objects so that's 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 the fact joining the idea of like being a student in architecture and Mm -hmm. saying okay I am learning some stuff at school but I am not learning the real world at school so I got to go back to the real world to understand things. And yeah. the thing is, I, I've been watching so many documentaries about uh, uh, the human body and all of that. And by, by, by checking all the small, all the smallest species of our body or all the smallest species in the our universe, like I, I, I'm talking about the the bacteria and all of those stuff, pretty small stuff. You mm-hmm. understand the large scale. So by 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 understanding the very small scale, you understand the larger scale afterward. And yeah. this is what I'm trying to do with object designs, like by working on the very small pieces. I'm trying to understand the big one. Mm-hmm. So, which means that, for example, I have I have the pen holder in here. Yeah. So to to make this, for example, you you have to design it first. After designing, you have to talk to someone. Hey, how how to laser cut this, mm-hmm. and uh, how to assemble it, and all of that, and that led to some discussion and all, a bunch of stuff that we don't. I I didn't really learn at school they didn't mm-hmm. really teach me that but by doing those stuff in the real world i learned those stuff yeah i will start building buildings i can apply them to it so understanding the small scale to understand the big one that that that's really it and uh, it's so important that it's just keep your creativity going on you know like I just feel if you keep doing the same thing all the time, it just kills your creativity. That that's the way I I, I feel it. Maybe some people we find in, we find another way of defining, but I heard some people saying you have to keep doing the same thing all the time, and people get will know you for that. But I don't want to be labeled for no, just knowing doing one thing. I just want to be like doing any everything like. I, I really want to be a polymath. Like, I, I don't just want people to say, hey, when I think Larry, I just think object design. No, it's not that. Like, I, I do objects, I do AR, I do 
I can do t-shirt, I can do buildings, I can do this. You know, you you have to have in one way you have to be a Renaissance person in the fact that you have to be you have to know how to do math, sculpts, paints, and all of that at the same time. That's really what I think. And by touching all of those stuff, you really uh, pushes your creativity because you never stuck on one thing. And going, going, getting there means that you have to be curious. Like you have to go see some some stuff you never seen. Watch watch some documentaries about some stuff you never heard about before. Uh, and all of that, that, that was brings, I think, the mind at that level. It's like being curious and like not saying no to the new and uh, go checking new stuff. I, I really think that that's where I actually believe. And uh, like an idea come, you execute it, you make few of them and you, you go to the next one. That, that's the way I work, really. What are you drinking? Yeah. No, I, have a lot, I have a lot of drinks. Um, so I, I, I always just coffee and some sodas. But, oh, man, I, I'm a big drinker. I, I love, like, just liquids. So, like, whenever I'm, like, talking to people, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm listening. Don't worry, I'm listening. I'm after you, after you, after you, after you. Yeah. After you. But, no, yeah, I uh, going off of, actually, the AR you were talking about, I remember when you made some pieces for Instagram where it was, like, interactive filters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck? People are doing AR now? And I was like, I, my favorite like idea of that is like, that is like free art that anybody can use. And yeah. it's also like almost like a low-key promotion mm-hmm. kind of uh, piece. Um, mm-hmm. So can you explain um, that? And then I remember also you were promoting your friend, I think Herbie's um, yeah. AR piece where he did the Nike Air Max one. Yeah, so the, the, the really the AR idea. Uh, so I used to do it. I remember back in 2017 or 18, I used to do it at school mm-hmm. to present projects because sometimes we have to present models after we do our project at school. So sometimes you don't really have time to make a physical model by cutting foam board, all of that. So you think what you just do is like, you, you already have your model on the computer. So you just transfer to an app that generating AR, you know, that's yeah. generating AR. So um, I, I did it at school before and I, I, I stopped using it because just like that, back to physical model. And uh, mm-hmm. so in uh, the, the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Noel, uh, Noel Brunson was saying, hey, can we make a sound system in AR because he's launching a new brand, which is called Palisado System. And the brand is really linked to um, Jamaican heritage. And he was mm-hmm. saying, hey, can we do a sound system um, in AR so people can play with it and feel the Jamaican music and the vibe all of that pulling to the brand when the brand comes out. I'd say, mm-hmm. okay, I did it before, but I don't really know how to do it now with uh, all those possibilities. And I say, okay, I don't remember, I don't know exactly the way to do it, but I can learn. I can be curious enough to learn it. 
So give me like few weeks, a month for me to learn it. So like, you know, digging to YouTube videos and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And I found that there was a way to do it on Instagram. And after that, I learned it. And we really forget about his sound system things. And uh, I did it for other friend things. I had a friend collaborating with Nike. And uh, he, he, he got a shoe with Nike. And, uh, he got an MS one with Nike. And I did that in AR for him. Yeah. And a few months after, we get back again to the sound system of Noel that we finally did. So it's like, uh, the, uh, what I really learned from that is that sometimes your, your friend just challenge you. Can you make this happen? The, I don't know how to make it, but I can learn how to make it. And it happens. So I never expect like that kind of skills. So this is something I learned during the pandemic when mm -hmm. we stuck at home, learn that new skill. And that's something new that I just add to my palette, you know. And uh, yeah. we, we were able to make that Air Max one. I also made another friend shoe. Uh, his name is Muggsy. He made a shoe and uh, I did that in AR too. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's surprising. Like, I feel like it would be a really popular thing to explore, but I, I don't see it often and I want to see more of it because I feel like it's the next, it's going to be like popular next year or like the year to come because um, it's just like a fun way to just interact with something. Like you can sometimes see it like let's say if you download the Best Buy app or like an Ikea app, you can put the furniture in AR so you can see what it looks like in your house. And that's cool. But I, it's, when it's yeah. something that's like unique or like if it's an art piece, it's more of like that piece is actually being amplified rather than merging in with like the, the surrounding area, you know? Yeah. So we, definitely... we did it with point of sale. We, we made some and people tried them in the space. We, we got a lot of feedbacks to it because like it, were, it was during the pandemic and mm -hmm. just the beginning and uh, uh, we dropped those pieces and we were not able to really do a show but the show came after at Congruent Space but like before before all of that we didn't know that we would make a show out there so we said okay how can people feel those pieces in the space so it was a way a free way and very interesting way to bring the pieces to them and them having fun with it which is which interesting and having so many people posting those photos of those pieces in the space and uh yeah it, it was just like interesting to see them out there people having fun with it you know we covered honestly a lot that um i didn't even put on here and i appreciate you kind of just like bringing those into the conversation but I guess like my questions for you then is like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? And um, what kind of work do you think you'll be doing? That's a great question. Um, that's a great question. And uh, people don't ask me that question a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't have like, uh, I just want to, um, keep doing this, keep learning from this mm -hmm. and become as best as I can. Like maybe the best of what I'm doing, if I can yeah. keep doing it, keep getting better. 
and uh, working really on bigger collaboration with bigger brands that I really appreciate. So I named Nike and maybe having some furniture piece with Ikea, with point of sale, mm-hmm. um, developing all of those stuff like on the long term and get better and better and better. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like there is there is always something to learn. Yeah. In the and I hope really one day start building some buildings. <laughs> because yeah, that, yeah. That, that's why I'm going at school for and I'm pretty sure if I learn enough from those objects, I, I can say okay, getting to bigger scales, you know. So like mm-hmm. in in one in in few words, like keep getting better and better mm-hmm. and trying to be the best at this for yeah. sure. Because I really love doing it. I really enjoy doing it. And uh, when you enjoy doing something, you're just happy doing it and you don't even like count the time anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, also work on so, some work on some collaboration with mm-hmm. like friends that re- I really appreciate. A show with Nike, you know. That's cool. yeah, yeah, that'd be the dream, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that that's the dream, and um, uh, get some furniture collab with Point of Sale with IKEA, all of those stuff. Yeah, those are stuff that I really want. That way, I really want to be like five, ten years from here. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You want to spend in that generation? Yeah, really. I really that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because like. When, whenever I ask people that, like, even before I wanted to start this podcast, I'm like, I would talk to my designer friends and I'd be like, oh, like, you know, what would you want to do? And they're like, oh, I just want to get a nice, easy job where I don't have to work too much and I could just make an easy salary. And I'm like, man, I feel depressed talking to you, dude. It's like, I want to hear people that are just ambitious and want to, you're, you're yeah. never not going to stop learning, you know? Yeah. And also what, 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 what I learned, what I learned in this country is that nobody really want to work for people in here mm-hmm. so i've been i've been i've been living in france and coming from Benin, west africa the mentality is that you you really want to work with someone at the end of the car- your career because you firm for that you want to work for the state you want to work for someone etc mm-hmm. so here people want to own the shit yeah you want to be the boss of the shit own the shit from one to 100 they want to own it so okay work with for someone's cool but it, it's not really i don't really think it's the it's the american tree right yeah it totally you know, goes against you know, what really the yeah you can you can work for someone to learn mm-hmm. but at, at, the, at the end of the day the final goal is to own your shit yeah. That's the goal, you know? That's the goal. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like yeah, like the the total the the general idea of the American dream is what 99% of the people that I know don't even they go against that or they like completely contradict that and part of me like romanticizes about it, but yeah, I, I feel like there's just a lot of power with that dream. Um, yeah, and I, I really I think the most important thing is it's is to be free you know mm-hmm. you you don't want always to work for people it's true yeah. you really want to be free and uh, that means by that means that you own your shit 
if a company wants to work with you, it's cool, but you're still mm-hmm. free, you know? Like, you work with them, you develop some product with them, it happens, and you mm-hmm. still yourself. You don't like, okay, I, I have to go work with someone or someone every day, you know? Is there uh I'll add all of your uh, links to the um the podcast Instagram account that I have and I'm going to make a website eventually so like I'll probably message you later for like any links to future projects that you're going to be working on yeah. but um I feel like we went over a ton of great stuff and yeah mainly just like learning about your objects and kind of like again like rethinking the everyday objects so yeah. um yeah if anything if there's like any uh current thing that you're working on that you want to share before we log off like um actually so my personal objects um so i'm working on uh three so there's there's three objects i'm thinking about actually so three different stories so uh i'm working on Okay, I'm working on a comb. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> okay, for the hair, so the idea was, so my mom is air breather, mm-hmm. and just having a banal conversation with her, and I was just asking her, why do comb teeth are straight? But yeah. why, no, nobody's hair is straight, but why do comb's teeth are straight? instead mm-hmm. of just following the wave of the hair, you know? So like, just like, drug the, the, the teeth and make them more, more organic. And uh, yeah. I'm also work, working on a lemon squeezer. Oh, nice. Because the thing is, I'm just tired of, so I've been buying lemon lately. And the thing is, I just spread them with my teeth mm-hmm. because they are pretty strong. Yeah, that's yeah. how to solve. So I just need a lemon squeezer to squeeze it. Yeah. Uh, and dust and it doesn't pass. That that's what I'm working actually. So it's just like I'm just in prototyping phases of all of those three stuff. Maybe yeah. that we can come by next year. So like trying to I already got the shapes and all of that, but just trying to make them better and better and better before dropping them. You no, know? but like each time there is a story behind each of them which mm-hmm. make relevant and uh, try to tell some story through all, each object with if i can a bit of poetry you know yeah just more interesting so th- those are stuff i'm working on for the moment and uh, yeah. i'm just in the process of making them better until until i show them the world yeah on instagram yeah awesome well i'll make sure to keep posted until you post them and then i'll share it to my platforms because again like i feel like the reason again why i appreciate your work so much is like yeah, there's a lot of thoughtfulness and process behind everything and so i feel like that should be implemented in a lot of people's work so it was great yeah. just to see your process and hopefully it inspires other people when they listen to this podcast i hope so i hope so the the i think just the most important things it's not it's not even what what personally what warmed my heart it's, it's not even like having a piece like okay they sold out or whatever if they sold out it's good but it's like 
just getting one feedback saying, I love it. This, this one touches me. That's, mm-hmm. that's the most important. And by yeah. touching one person, you can touch three, four, five, a thousand, ten thousand, a million. Yeah. Billion, you know? So that's even the most important. The, the fact that okay, someone can say, okay, I read this, I, I saw the object. I read this caption on your Instagram and I love this one. It touches me. Mm-hmm. They, 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 there's no better feeling than that, you know. Yeah, if it's all about it's, it's good too. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's definitely a better, a, a nice byproduct to that. But yeah, just like getting the the feedback of like someone being really impacted by it is like, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh, you get like butterflies in your chest. It's like almost like an emotional <laughs> yeah. feeling. For sure, and I just hope like this work, like just uh, like like I've been working, working in a show, and seeing a hanger that inspired me to start this or watching some graph, seeing some graphic design of a friend on Instagram, connecting with him. And we did a pen holder together by being friends with someone that Nike and Virgil brought together and not doing a, a, a point of sale together. By I hope that one of those stuff that comes out in each project touch the hearts of someone, a kid, or whatever he is or she is or they are in in, in the world, and uh, just them like made them starting doing their own stuff, you know? Yeah. He just say, okay, I see this, I like it, and I really want to start doing this, you know? Yeah. That, that, that's important too. You know? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I really appreciate inspire, that. I think that's a great inspire, inspire the next generation. Yeah. Inspire the awesome, dude. That's a great way to end this because, like, yeah. I feel like the questions, whenever I listen to podcasts, they're always like the most cheesiest responses. But, like, I feel like this <laughs> has been the most genuine one because, yeah, like, I feel like as artists, we should inspire other people to create art or to just inspire them in general. So, yeah. I think that's, yeah, yeah super important. Sure, All right. Well, thank you thank so you. much, man. Thank you. I appreciate, I, uh, I appreciate you a lot. And uh, thank you for inviting me to this. And I wish you, I, f- I wish you like uh, a lot of success for, for this podcast. I'm very honored to be, to be the first one. And, uh, I, and there is, there, there is so, so many creators in the city and whatever that has a great story. And uh I'm wishing you all the best, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Well, I will catch you later and uh, look out for next week. The Your episode will be out. So on Spotify. Okay, cool. Cool. Thank you so much, bro. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Design Lab. I had such a fun time talking with Larry about his artistic process and just looking over his object designs and how there's just so much thoughtfulness and intention behind it it's so cool to see him putting his culture and influence into these pieces and turning the ordinary into something extraordinary as i've mentioned before i will make sure to include all social media handles and portfolio links to the people that i interview because i feel like it'll be a great way for you to connect with them as well as simply to stay updated with what they're working on Again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to Design Lab Chicago. I had a lot of fun making this episode, and I can't wait to make more. 
Uh, if you want to stay updated for when episode two comes out, please follow me on Instagram at Design Lab Chicago, and I'll answer questions on there, post them behind the scenes, and we'll just have a great time. Uh, again, I want this platform to be a way for Chicago artists to highlight their stories and their work and to just push that narrative out to uh, a bigger audience. And I really hope this audience becomes huge. I hope that we change people's lives. I don't know. Uh, again, I'm just having fun. And so I hope you can have fun with me. All right. With that, I will say goodbye. <laughs>